is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to either earn or buy someone's love. Hello, everyone who had a father who took their so he could pass a drug test for a new job. This is the family burrito where my sister Jesse and I discuss the woes of our dynamic and ever so strange childhood. Jesse, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? Well, <laughs> I'm coming out of a strange past 24 hours, I guess you could say. Um, my week was actually pretty uneventful. I went out, everything was good. And then I went out of town with my um, in-laws. Um, I'm actually, since, you know, my ex and I have split, I'm even closer to his family now. There's almost like this wall is gone and we choose to love each other and be close to one another. Um, but the reason the, the past few days have been kind of, um, crazy is because it turns out I'm not quite divorced yet. (laughs) So I (laughs) I love that. Um, because so I, we did everything. We filed the divorce, everything ourselves. Well, actually I did. And because we've been together for so long, we're like splitting everything just in half, pretty much, you know, there's no reason to argue about anything. We've known each other forever. Um, and it was only like 350 bucks. There's no point in paying lawyers for all of that. Um, thousands of dollars, you know, when we're just going to split it in half. Sorry, lawyers. (laughs) Um, so anyways, well, and because of the pandemic stuff, they were the court was like you're basically he's gonna sign the judge is gonna sign it they're not doing hearings now and and i've actually been teaching a few other people i know how to get divorced well uh those people that i've taught their divorce has been finalized and i was like what's going on so i called and they said a particular judge is actually wanting to have hearings <laughs> just your look yeah so um it which is I don't I'm okay with that there shouldn't be any issue um but it the hearing's actually tomorrow and I just started like a few days ago just started missing dad and just really wanting him to be here you know I was having actually kind of trouble like coming up with like things to talk about for our episode because I just was just started missing him and I was like I wish he was here to talk crap about my (laughs) ex-husband you know what I mean yeah he'd make you feel better he wouldn't he wouldn't say oh honey you know you're gonna you're so amazing he would say you know next time you need to find somebody rich you know right yeah and even even just those silly things like you know, just hearing that, it just, you know, I, so today, actually, I figured out why, what is it that, okay, I'm always looking for this parent support. And I was driving this morning, 
and I saw these Trump flags, you know, Trump 2024. And I just laughed. I was like, oh my God, are people still like having this dream? You know, even if it, it didn't even matter what the president, what the name was on it. it, didn't matter if it was Trump or whoever, Biden, I don't care. I would still laugh because it's the things that, you know, we are all trying to seek that emotion, that feeling, you know? Yeah. When it's all inside of us already. Right. Well, and I also think that our parents have a big thing to do with our belief system when it comes to politics. You know, either we believe the same thing they do, like passionately, Mm -hmm. or we believe the opposite passionately. (laughs) Right, right. It's like that programming, right? That programming. um, Because I remember growing up and, I mean, being very, very much just like, you know, dad's side of the family. They're talking about their politics anyway. I mean, I didn't like them really too much. Any, I just didn't like them altogether. So that's probably why. In my mind, it was like Republicans are so judgmental or racist and not just even Republicans, just like if you own a business, I associated that with racism and being a terrible person, you know? Right. And And when we all are racist, (laughs) we're all racist. Well, and now I'm like, you're, first of all, it's not even true. It's just how they grew up in their life nothing to do with owning a business it's nothing to do with their political beliefs you know they mm-hmm. just are people but they have terrible programming that they have not worked through you know oh yeah like it's really funny because here in Colorado the Colorado Mexicans like hate white people because they think we're lazy and entitled which is very true <laughs> and so I'm like touche yeah you have every right to hate me but yeah there's this Mexican restaurant I can't even go to because they hate white people It's just, well, and really on, and it's funny you say that because my husband, my ex-husband's, you know, family, they're Hispanic and being with them this weekend, you know, they were talking about, I mean, even his grandmother who is, is, has a really cute apartment. She was telling me about her neighbor like a week ago was saying, can you believe all these Mexicans are trying here to get our jobs? And she's talking to a Mexican. You know, a Mexican lady, <laughs> I can't believe you know? it. And I it's like it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like so so it's all of it's bullshit is what it is, Jesse. All of oh, it's yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm. All of it is misguided anger, misguided hurt. It has nothing to do with race. It is something that people feel that they're lacking or was taken from them. And it has nothing to do with race, politics, president, any of it. It has to do with our childhood. Yeah. And I think that a big part of it is, too, that they get more money. They being the media, social media, et cetera, they get more money if we hate each other, you know? Exactly. It's control and it's fear. Like, I bought this book, like, a month ago called How Money Works. And it's a really cool book because it, you know, has these cool visuals. It breaks it down like a five-year-old can understand it. And it was talking about, like, um, how the government, you know, decides, you know, their spending. And the very first step was that of that. Pro- so step one is um, the government. So this is how when the government decide decides how they're going to spend money or whatever, what bills and stuff they're going to pass for money. Step one is the media makes an announcement about what's going on, what the government's going to do or what's going on with the government money, like how much their government has. Okay. Then step two, the meet, the public reacts. 
and then a third step is then the government decides what how what bills and stuff they're going to pass. Right. And that's so funny you say that. Have you ever seen the movie They Live? Uh-uh. Um, it was made in like 1988 and it has that iconic line, I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> and the premise of the movie is like there's these glasses and you put these glasses on and you can see all the propaganda mm. that they've been trying to brainwash, brainwash us with, you know? And it's a great movie. Audience, you should watch it Watch it if you haven't. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. And then there's a new movie called Free Guy, and it kind of goes over the same concept. And that was made in 2021. Yeah, it's the media. It's interesting how much. I mean, I'm like, okay, so who's control who controls the media right so that's like you say whatever owner i don't know i can't even think of the names of who owns the different media companies all these billionaires right okay and so who are they in cahoots with like you know what i'm saying and the thing is thing is they're all in cahoots together like correct both republicans democrats all of them like trump used to be a democrat (laughs) yeah 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 and so they're all in cahoots together because if you look at them when um like if they're making make some announcement, media announcement, and they're all together at the Capitol or something, you'll see them all smile at each other and laugh and shake hands. Then one of them will get on the podium and talk trash about the other one. And then they walk off and they're laughing because it's all a joke. And it's funny that we both see that with our dad being so obsessed with politics the way he was. Right. You know, it was like spoon fed to me. Right. That's where I was obsessed with it. I still am obsessed with it. But I have to like take a step back because my ego starts to step in and I I get angry about how we're handling situations. And I'm like, man, just vote for me. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And, you know, that's you're correct. Vote for yourself because like you're right with dad. Like, I mean, it was such a turnoff to me because he all he would do would be watching Fox News and drinking whiskey and he'd be so angry. And it was like. Why would I even want to entertain voting for someone on this side of the pol- political system if you're so angry? I want love and happiness. I already have anger at home with my mom who's manipulating me, and I don't know what's right or wrong. Like, you know, Why would I want to vote just so angry? And when he and I reconnected before his death, you know what he told me? I was like, oh, my God, this man has changed. He goes, I don't even watch the news anymore. He goes, they're all liars. And I said, what? He said, I barely even trust the weatherman. He goes, I watch the local news just for the weather and I barely trust them. I was completely shocked. Oh, yeah, I bet. And, you know, I wish I was there for that one because that's very interesting. My whole childhood, I would walk in and he'd be like screaming at the TV, damn Obama, damn you right. Obama. <laughs> right, right. And you know, I will say he, um, it's Obama's fault. That's what my ex <laughs> and husband and I, my ex and I, my ex and I would always be like, oh my God, there was all this traffic on the road. Thanks Obama. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's so stupid. But yeah, um, but he, you know, like looking back on our text messages he and I had, I mean, there were a lot about, you know, politics. Uh, whenever it was like Hillary Clinton and um, what's that? Garrett Burn. See, I don't even know. I don't even know their names anymore because I don't oh, even watch Hillary them. Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders. Yes. 
And so I, he had said something, this is when they were all getting ready to get, getting ready to get ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I said something like, feel the burn. And he goes, what are you exercising? (laughs) No, I was like Bernie Sanders. And he was like, oh my God, you're a communist. (laughs) That's too funny. Yeah. And, um, but he would, through text messages, he would say like, you know, basically blaming again, it's misguided blame, anger, hurt on the reason why he had financial problems on he would blame it on Obama and I said Obama didn't make you take those uh, short-term loans out with high interest rate (laughs) and that's I seriously I told him I said people and I said people need to look in the mirror if they're trying to find someone to blame and he sort of made a comment about I was right and I was like what yeah dad used to tell me that I could blame him for all my problems until I was 25 after 25 it was all my fault and why and i he told me that before too so what was the deal with age 25 i don't because that's when our brains are fully developed as females oh as females what about males 35 males is 35 yeah that's why they're so dang dumb oh that's not true (laughs) oh that's not i'm pretty sure it's like 32 or 35 because like that's why men grow longer than women Things like that. I remember you can audience do research and <laughs> Christine do research, but I'm pretty sure it's 35. No, that's e- extremely incorrect. Okay. But we, we will, <laughs> you know what we'll do? We'll put it in our show, show notes, like a link to actually when female versus male, when their brain is developed, fully developed. Um, okay. Yeah. So for men, it's also the age of 25. Right. So Sorry, man. I just apparently I'm a man hater. No, you are not. No, 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 no. That's okay. So that was that's whatever Dad told you, or whatever, or maybe that was the conclusion you came up with. I don't know, but you say man hater, and the purpose, the like our topic of the episode is what really what it was is about, what it is is about you being a girl raised by a man and how that affects women how that affects girls and daughters and I was looking this up a few days ago about you know the effects of that and if it's, you have a parent who has addiction and they're emotionally distant one of those is man hater oh yeah well I actually love men and I'm pretty much always defending men like I love Bill Cosby come at me bro <laughs> um, like there's just something about those men in my life that were on TV like George Jefferson, Bill Cosby, things like that. Mm-hmm. Iconic. They can they cannot do any wrong in my I think, eyes. <laughs> and isn't it? It's so interesting that they're black men. Oh well, so Bill Cosby and George Jefferson showed me the opposite of what Dad was teaching me. That's right? amazing. And then you know, on TV, they're the successful people. And then there was Roseanne, who was broke and white trash. You know. Uh huh. I was like relatable. I also love Roseanne and mm-hmm. um, I don't know what her drama is today, but you know, I do love the TV show back in the day and mm-hmm. she, um, she helped me realize what not to be. Yeah. You know, and in, in a lot of ways that programming helped me realize that race doesn't matter. If mm-hmm. you're a good person and you actually try hard, that's the only thing that really matters. Mm-hmm. But being raised by dad, I think the main thing I've noticed, because I've been looking at old family pictures, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that I'm, I still dress the same as I did when I was like five years old. 
Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is blue jeans, long sleeve shirt or t-shirt with sunglasses. And my hair is up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still dressed like that to this very day. I'm like, holy cow, I have not changed at all. And it's not even like comfort. It's just that I don't know fashion and I don't care about fashion. Mm-hmm. Was raised by a man. I'm more empathetic for men, you know, um, mm-hmm. because I saw what dad had to go through with dating women and everything mm. um i'm like women suck <laughs> as well i think i'm also i'm just a hater <laughs> let me just i'm just a hater so um you know and then again with dad having that russian bride that he tried to bring home mm-hmm. like that also programmed me to not trust russian women mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. oddly enough right so um i think that it also goes to my romantic relationships as well. Like I am not that romantic and I don't ever think about like, what would that person want me to do or like, what would they want as a gift or anything like Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. And it's not that I'm selfish. It's just, I don't think about that. I'm like, you know, we're here together. We're hanging out. That's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of more of like this masculine energy. Um, And like, I know, you know, if you look at wounded masculine and wounded feminine, like, you know, I definitely through, through this past year of my journey, my shift of looking at my stuff, you know, definitely see like, if, if you feel like you can't rest, if you've got to do it all, that's like masculine, that's your wounded masculine side, you know, where you're, you know, it's, you never, nothing ever gets done. Nothing's ever complete. You're just going to go, 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 you know? And I know, like, for me, and that's from childhood trauma stuff. Um, and I know for me, like, I mean, I, like, literally just woke up from a nap and I felt guilty. I was like, I slept for an hour. And when I had, I could have been doing all this stuff, you know, and it's just like, can I just not rest and it be okay? You know, it is perfectly fine. My body needed it, apparently, you know. Yeah. And um, it'll let you know it, too, by making you get sick. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so, yeah. So like you say you just wore like long sleeve and pants and that's exactly what dad wore. You know, you, you wore what your father wore pretty much. Um, I remember wearing some of his clothes, you know, back in high school, I thought they were really cool <laughs> at that time I was going through a phase, but dad had really cool shirts. Girl, he had cool pants. I used to wear some of his dicky pants. I love them. And he had some cool jackets. Yeah, he used to, like, he had style. You know, and it's interesting you say that because I never saw it. Because I all I saw were the cigarettes, the alcohol, and the drugs, and the braces, vulgar mouth. I never yeah. saw any other good characteristic of him like in like when he died um he apparently had these ray-bans i didn't know he wore freaking ray-bans and then i stumbled across some pictures and he's wearing ray-bans and all the pictures and i was like oh my god he loved those aviator sunglasses Yes. yes i'm like wow but what's so interesting you're talking about you know watching him date so you didn't like women or whatever because of I were you know, Russian like, women. <laughs> well, well, what, what, what my thought is what popped up was him telling me, and um, he told me several times that he, he felt he was really ugly. He, he had a very low self-esteem, like his, you know, his armor and defense was, I'm going to be anybody's ass. 
but his deep wounded stuff inside was that child that felt like that was abused and felt he was ugly. Like I remember like almost screaming at him one time on the phone. Cause he was just like, no, I'm ugly. I'm ugly. And I was like, Oh my God. You know? So it's like, when you don't feel worthy, you're going to attract whatever is your vibrational match. And that just Russian con artist apparently you know yeah he was watching a movie i don't know what movie it was but these guys ended up getting russian brides so he went on the internet and was like i want to get me one but you know what was interesting was i was in high school and he was trying to bring her back to the united states with her daughter that was also going to be in high school and he was like yeah you're gonna she doesn't know english you're gonna have to like show her around basically teach her english I don't know Russian. <laughs> so well, that well, how stressful is that though? Because that was that went on for like two years, right? It was so stressful. And when she did rip him off for I forgot how much money, I was just thankful. I was like, Thank yeah, God, he saw the truth because if she did come to the United States, she would have made all of our lives so miserable, right? And I'm not saying I'm some Billy badass or anything. I have anger issues though. And I don't see that. I don't see that going well for me. Right. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, I might've got my ass kicked, but I would have definitely tried to fight a bitch. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. I mean, I could, I could see that. I could see, you know what? I'm so glad that, because I mean, my mind is just like going into, all I see is oh, this group of people just punching each other and wrestling, like and pulling hair and, you know it's just my mind just did this whole snap of craziness um but so yeah I'm so thankful that she um you know he finally saw or whatever so um have you had in relationships like people tell you you know you're you're not feminine or do they say you're not romantic do they ever complain about those things that you were talking about yes what do they say um that I'm oh man so this is weird to say that I'm too like I act like a man they Mm -hmm. say that I act like a man they say that it's like dating one of their friends that's a guy Mm -hmm. and I'm just like well that isn't that fun though like you know I'm gonna be like oh look at that girl's butt you know Uh like Uh you know all over that pretty butt together you know again Mm -hmm. not gay just appreciate female form but mm-hmm. I get that from dad. Like dad was always yeah. like, look at that us. You know well, what I yeah. mean? So yeah, yeah. again, thought it was normal. Think it's normal. And also yeah. I feel like as a female, if somebody's like cat, cat, uh, cat calling me or mm-hmm. like, yeah, girl, you look good. I'm like, hell yeah. Thank you. Tell me some more. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, some women don't like it, but I'm like, right. I'm like, but you know what? Save it for me. I'll take it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like me, like being raised by the mother I was raised by. I, so with, when it comes to relationships in particular, my feminine side, I guess you could say flips way to on the other way to extreme where I'm like fantasizing about the wedding already, you know, and it's this whole fan. So this is what happens. This, this, these fantasies go on in my brain. And then what happens is I develop expectations, Jesse, that aren't true and aren't real. And so when they don't meet the fantasy that they have no idea that has been going on in my brain, I'm disappointed. And then guess what happens, Jesse? It's called a test. And like, 
never pass the test. And if you do pass the test, then I get bored about a year later. So, you know, it's, it's so stunning how we, all these things happen. Like you go one way and I'm like here on the other side, have you, and it's cool that you can recognize it by the way, because like you can see, you know, maybe this is not no longer serving me or maybe I need to figure something else. But out. when you're 31 and single, <laughs> right, right, right. No, I, I, I'm single by choice, but again, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you it's eye opening when you get dumped a lot over similar things. Yeah, and when you were talking about like looking at a girl's butt, like that's like your dad, like dad, and I totally get that because like I've gone to strip clubs before, and I feel like I'm dad, like I, that is I'm totally fully in my masculine mode. I'm right, like, we've been to a strip club together. Yeah, that yeah, was and so I'm fun. like throwing ones at him. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in charge. You know. But um, have you, have you like tried to do different techniques or anything to get in touch more with your feminine side or teach yourself how to be, get on that side? So I will make food mm-hmm. and try to like show my appreciation mm-hmm. um, with food. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's mostly, you know, you get raised by a guy. You think that all men want or set is, is sex. Well, they also want food. So, right, right. <laughs> like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and um, if I think I can find a thoughtful gift while I'm on vacation or on Amazon, mm-hmm. I'll get them a thoughtful gift. You know, yeah. Even though it's not like a birthday or anything, yeah. And um, I I'm not really a cuddler, so mm-hmm. I I try to like I try to cuddle more. I'm like, oh man, but I also noticed that. Like, if I try to, like, you know, it's kind of noticeable. Like, this mm-hmm. bitch doesn't want to cuddle. Yeah, it's unco- you, you're uncomfortable because you, it's not, you're not something you're used to. And that other person may go, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, and it's not even about them. It's your, your comfortability level. And also, too, like, people have their own language of love, you know. Um, there's this book called The Five Languages of Love, I believe, by Gary Chapman. And I actually got it a few weeks ago because everybody's different um, as far as what their love language is. And it depends on the day too. Like for me, like, you know, I'm in a new relationship and, you know, it's a long distance one. And so our love languages is different when he's, you know, at home, you know, because we are, you know, we can't see each other. But, like, when he's here, my love language is touch and service, you know? Yeah. Um, so, some people, so I think those five languages are touch, um, service, like, acts of service, gifts, that like, that you give gifts. Um, what is it? Affirmations and quality time. So, I think m- maybe if you're starting to date someone or talk to someone or whatever, maybe ask them start like where their love language is and, and actually start with what your own is, you know, what is your own? If even yeah. like, if you're in a relationship, Jesse, what, like what's, what would, what is like those five things that I mentioned, what would be your two love languages? Uh, for me? Yeah, definitely serving and gifting. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, um, but on the other end, you know, for men, I think a lot of men are used to thinking women just want things. Mm-hmm. So they give us like flowers, 
and stuff like that. But, you know, men, all we want is money. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's funny. It's, it's That's a joke. <laughs> it's, it's interesting you say that because, you know, being he, like, I, and maybe it's different because we're long distance and, um, but like, w- like our thing is quality time for sure, you know, because we only have, he's in town a couple of days, you know, so it's quality time. I don't even think about, we don't, he doesn't even think about giving me a gift. In fact, I don't want to, I have everything I need, right? I don't need, I don't want him to stop at the damn store because that would, or stop at a, a department store or stop wherever, because that would take away the quality time for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like I don't need any of that stuff. I just want, I want all of his time and I want it now. <laughs> but I mean, if he does find some good kolaches, he definitely needs to bring those by. Yeah. Yeah. Cause isn't he in East Texas or something like that? Um, he's around those parts. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. No, he don't, I don't want him to stop. Uh, <laughs> don't stop just go <laughs> yeah just get in the car and don't even you know just I'm don't like even that kid door. i'm like bring me some kolaches i know there's a good store over there uh-uh. no, <laughs> i don't want those kolaches i want a different kolache anyways <laughs> um anyways that's all i know jesse to be continued to be continued <laughs> <laughs>